Hey there! Welcome to another episode of Godfather Part, Part 2 Minute with my brother Andy Robinson. And with my brother Alex Robinson. And today we're talking about Minute 127. That's right, Alex, repeat after me. A minuto. A minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento. Cento. Ventisete. Cento ventisete. You got it. Oh, I'm getting catching on. You're doing great. Hey, Just in time for the first minute of GF3 coming up soon. <laughs> Before we proceed, I mm-hmm. want to remind you to plug your new single from the Underdog Night Soldiers. Yes, thanks for the reminder. My band, Underdog Night Soldiers, is soon going to release our <laughs> what what will be our the song that we will n- most be known for. Alex, wow. I'm going to be honest. It's called it's the your- wa- it's called the Wake Up Song, and mm-hmm. we wrote it. And to, to inspire people to wake up, to help people get up, either naturally or unnaturally. And it's your masterpiece, you're saying? It is. Wow. Yes, it is my... And fill in the blank. What do people say for that? It is my... Like for Pleasure. the Beatles, in the Beatles, we'll always say it's my Abbey Road. Oh, okay. Or not, maybe not Abbey Road. Sergeant Pepper? My Sergeant Pepper. Wow, all or right. It is my, you know, like 1990... Dark Side of the Moon. My Dark Side of the Moon. It's a thriller. It is my thriller. It is my... But not not just music. It can be anything. It's your rumors. It's my rumors. It's your uh, Mario Puzo's The Godfather. It's my... Well, one or two. No, but I'm saying the book is the... the Mario Puzo's... The book is the... Is Puzo's most... That's his masterpiece. Yeah, so... Anyway, I love how I'm comparing my my single "The Wake Up Song" to all of these amazing, <laughs> great songs. You're setting people with the right expectations. That's right. Hell yeah! When they go in, that's right. So check it out, The Underdog Night Soldiers, "The Wake Up Song," available wherever you get digital mm-hmm. music. You won't be able to sleep without it. Minute one twenty-seven. We're back in old New York. Before the intermission, Don Corleone claims to love his son very much. Later, after the intermission. A car pulls up to a snow-covered compound. Yeah, this is the this is the halfway point, at least yeah. not 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 chronologically, but but uh, yeah. script-wise. So Don Vito. By the way, we're calling him Don Vito now, and mm-hmm. not just Vito, right? And we're we're referring to Finucci, and because he's no longer Don Finucci. Yeah, well, we ain't referring to anything about him. He's, he's, he's yeah. <laughs> we'll be referring to him no more. <laughs> And so Don Vito picks up Michael mm-hmm. and is talking to Michael. A future I, Don Corleone. Yes. Two I, generations I love, of Don Corleone. I love you very much. I'm going to call overdub alert on that. Overdub alert. Overdub alert. Overdub alert. Definitely stands out from the... Uh, noise and the kerfuffle going on in the background yeah you gotta do and there's a big crowd scene yeah. happening yeah you and i were just talking yesterday how you were telling me the subtitle use is way up yes began the criticism is of 
the audio mixers who are who are not raising the vocals, the volume of the it's, actors up high enough. It's at least partially attributable to the fact that uh, it's improper sound mixing. Yeah. Like the sound mixers are more are trying to show off their fancy tricks by making everything sound, you know, like a lot of, you know, uh, bells and whistles on it. And it's the, the price is you losing the clarity of the voices. Yeah. But also the actors also talk now in a more mumbly way than they used to back in mm-hmm. olden times and uh, so on. But, yeah. Uh, I'll send you the article next time I come okay. across it. So. Yeah. I thought it was just me getting old. No, no. Well, you are getting old, but it's, uh-huh. it's apparently a lot of people are using subtitles yeah. too. So it is distracting. I wish I didn't have to use so because I just find I'm I'm always reading. Yeah, not looking at the actors, not even listening as much. I uh, don't do it with comedies mm-hmm. because I feel like a lot of times yeah. with comedy, you'll, if it, the words are on screen, you'll read it before the person says it, and it totally it's ruins off, ruins yeah. the joke. But yeah. Uh, anyway, over double alert. Yeah. Well, anything else about the scene with um? This is this is a tough minute because there's. A good chunk of it is the intermission, and there's no other than there's like one line of dialogue, and uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a flat minute. But I do have something from the book, Alex. You know that the book is different, different than, than the movie. movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. Yeah. So in the book, Alex, we talked a little bit about this last time. This is really the fallout, the immediate aftermath of Fanucci being killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we learned that uh, Vito was very paranoid and he, he hid all the evidence. He was worried he was sure they were going to come to his house. But Women and children can be careless. Men can't be careless. Yeah. He thought the cops would surely come to his house, but they never showed up. It really blew over pretty quickly. Hmm. A bit of a surprise. The police had assumed it was another gang execution and had questioned hoodlums with records and the rackets and a history of strong arm. Question. Mm-hmm. Pause. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's why Vito put the gun in his mouth and after he was pretty much dead and mm. is this was like the to make it look like a gangland slaying as opposed to just a mugging or whatever? Probably. Yeah. He's smart. That would be a good answer. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting that Vito would know that even though he wasn't in the mob, he would still be familiar Mm -hmm. enough to know that, oh yeah, that's what mobsters do. They they desecrate the body or whatever. Yeah, so that you can't have an open casket, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because he had experience in Sicily. His relatives were killed by the mob, so I'm sure he... Heard yeah. about and, all and not those only packages. was not only was not only were his uh, relatives killed, but then they attacked the funeral while they were burying one of those yeah. uh, one of those people. So it's yeah. extra, extra uh, yeah. bad. Yeah, so I'm sure he knew about it. Yeah, good cover. I'm surprised he didn't think about that when we were talking about it. Yeah, hmm. Puzo writes, but if Vito had outwitted the police, his partners were another matter. Oh boy. Peter Clemenza and Tessio avoided him for the next week. For the next two weeks. Then they came to call on him one evening. They came with obvious respect. Hmm. Vito Corleone greeted them with impassive courtesy and served them wine. Clemenza spoke first. He said softly, Nobody's collecting from the store owners on Ninth Avenue. 
Nobody is collecting from the card games and gambling in the neighborhood. Vito Corleone gazed at both men steadily but did not reply. Tessio spoke. We could take over Fanucci's customers. They would pay us. Vito Corleone shrugged. Why come to me? I have no interest <laughs> in such things. Clemenza laughed. Even in his youth, before growing his enormous belly, he had a fat man's laugh. <laughs> he said now to Vito Corleone, how about the gun I gave you for the, the truck job? Since you won't need it anymore, you can give it back to me. Very slowly and deliberately, Vito Corleone took a wad of bills out of his side pocket and peeled off five of them. Here, I'll pay you. I threw the gun away after the truck job. He smiled at the two men. At that time, Vito Corleone did not know the effect of the smile. It was chilling because it attempted no menace. Moving forward, Clemenza shook his head. I don't want the money, he said. Vito pocketed the bills. He waited. They all understood each other. They knew he had killed Finucci, and though they never spoke about it to anyone, the whole neighborhood, within a few weeks, also knew. Vito Corleone was treated as a, quote, man of respect by everyone, but he made no attempt to take over the Finucci rackets and tributes. Hmm. Yeah. Strange. Very strange, right? The next section goes into the the Senor Roberto stuff, which we'll see in the movie. So, hmm. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Well, like, everyone treats him with respect. It's like he's the godfather, but he's not the godfather. Yes. He's like, he gets all the respect of being the godfather, but doesn't have any of the responsibilities of shaking people down and stealing from them. Well, I think he he gets the respect because he got rid of Finucci. Right. Kind of cleaned up the neighborhood and that, but... So I don't think he's getting, at least yet, getting the respect because he's doing people additional favors and I don't know. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Uh, but obviously at some point he winds up shaking everyone down. So I wouldn't call it shaking everyone down. You just call it volunt- people are voluntarily Offer- giving him the- money? So Puzo does go into that, uh-huh. but it's after the Don Roberto Right, yeah. Thing, which okay. is in the movie, right? That's yeah, not right. a deleted scene. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, with right. the dog and the... Okay, yeah. so we'll talk about we'll that later that, on. Yeah. So currently, at this point in the story, Vito does not plan to become the titular godfather. According to Mario Puzzo. According to Mario Puzzo. Or he, he just, might be planning it, but it's not... We don't see those actions yet. But, I mean, they didn't immediately go and take over Finucci's rap. That's right. They, they're they like, oh, no. It's it's like... Uh, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, doesn't it's not as tight I don't think it's as tight in the movie it's tighter and probably a better story than immediately he takes over well it's tough because again it's like you don't want to if you immediately took over it would almost be it would would really be rubbing in your face that he is basically replacing Finucci and now he's going to be the one threatening people but Mm -hmm. by having him be like no no I'm not doing that it makes it, it kind of like you can kind of the audience can kind of trick themselves into thinking that he's not a bad guy. Like he yeah. just he just fell into it. Like yeah, yeah. He didn't want to do it. It was just kind of like it. you know. Well, next yeah. thing you know, yeah. He's just, doing favors for people. Yeah. It would be funny if he was the Godfather and really never like it was all like Clemenza and Tessio who were shaking everyone down, but but Vito never knew that. So he's just oh. like everyone just keeps giving me money and. 
Wow. Well, everyone's so nice to me now. I didn't realize that <laughs> getting rid of Fenucci would would bring me this life of life of fortune. But ever since then, I'm I'm being on easy street, and people would come to him and and like thank him for things and ask him for things, and he's he's confused by all this. Like, what? What was it? That's like, why when Bonus comes to him, he's like, "No, you think we kill people for money? I'm like, well, <laughs> that's not justice. That's murder." <laughs> And Clement's just like, I'll talk to you later. I'll talk yeah. to you. <laughs> a question. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You said you asked me to remind you about Bonacera. I have a Bonacera question mm-hmm. that I thought of. Uh, well, he loves America. That's what I hear. Well, he believes in America. He believes in America. Doesn't necessarily love it. Oh, he right. believes in it. Mm-hmm. It's a stab. And I, I might have well brought this up way back in the day when we first discussed these minutes. But it's established that Bonacera's, the, the woman who is the victim of the crime is mama's goddaughter yes right because he says even though you my my wife is the godmother to, mm-hmm. your, to your children mm-hmm. so does that mean that did the incident just happen and it was a coincidence that it happened to be at connie corleone's wedding that so that bonus era could go oh now i'll ask don corleone for this favor or did it happen like four months ago and he's like oh finally I have an excuse to go Mm. talk to Don Corleone about this problem I have I don't think the book addresses that I'm assuming it's coincidental it had just happened it's still fresh so it was like he comes back from the court case all all upset and and he sees this wedding invitation and then his wife's like oh you know what we're going to the Corleone wedding next week why don't you ask him or whatever or maybe ah. they weren't planning on going and like accept that wedding invitation. Now. Yeah, that's right. We're gonna hire some killers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, you think, right. do you think Bonacera writes that on the RSVP card? <laughs> like one one favor yeah. is gonna be requested. <laughs> yeah. Two guests, one favor. It's like chicken, beef, request. <laughs> you have to circle which one you're gonna be uh which one you're gonna be doing. And do you think there's a checklist on the RSVP? Yeah, RSVP card about what kind of favor it is. Oh, like but you break it down. Like, like doing murder for money. Doing I need uh, I need to get like an immigrant to stay in the country. Yeah, all the I different need, things. I need a, a part in the new picture. <laughs> it's so specific. I guess you could say like, is it work related? Is it a personal matter? Is it That's true? You know, that and this is the stuff. way Hagen organizes yeah. it. Then we're basically kind of like what crime what. What uh, levers are we going to have to pull? Is it going to be oh, like a, yeah. Hollywood levers? Is it gonna be- oh, it's a whole questionnaire then because you, like what? Yeah, exactly. What levers? Yeah. What what different contacts? So on RSVP card, thing. it would say, if you have, please turn over if you have any requests. Then the back, it would mm-hmm. be like, there'd be like four spaces where you write in the type of request, the beneficiary, when the t- timeline you want it done, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I like this. It's very yeah. efficient. Yeah, that's Hagen. That's Hagen for you. you. Know? <laughs> well, then we have uh, <laughs> It's so ridiculous. All these people are filling in these things. Uh, then we have the intermission. I'd love to see the fake... I'm not at the intermission. Yet. I, I'd love to see the <laughs> fake... The R, Basically, the RSVP cards filled out by the different people that ask him favors. We should go and write those in there. It would be great to see Johnny Fontaine's. <laughs> you know, dear oh, Godfather, yeah. thank you for the opportunity. That would be like supplemental material in the novel. Here are the <laughs> here are the appendix. Like Here are the requests. All the requests that he got on his daughter's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one of the questions would also be, 
what are the weaknesses of the people that we're going to be interacting with? Mm. Yeah, right? like the and people so that we were going to have Johnny to... Johnny Fontaine writes... Yeah. Uh, Walt's ego. Uh, he's got... Horse. He's got this horse. <laughs> you think Johnny is the one who's too... Like, do you think they sat Johnny down and like, okay, Johnny, what are the thing? How can we get to this guy? And he's like, I don't know. He, he likes horses. <laughs> Maybe. <right? laughs> he likes ass. Yeah. <laughs> Please specify. <laughs> then All we right. get to the intermission. The intermission. I did not realize there was going to be an intermission uh, title card in this yeah. movie. I mostly watched it That's on DVD, wild. and I, I think they didn't do it because you had a, you had a, it was a two-disc set anyway, so they, they figured. Oh, so you don't see the intermission come no, up? There's, there's oh, no, they should have kept it in there. Yeah. They should have faded they should have faded into the intermission. Yeah. Faded it out and DVD. Come on, show some class. <laughs> Cuz that was the original theatrical. Yeah. What people saw, right? Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm Why assuming not have so. It there? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Shortcuts. Hollywood <laughs> shortcuts. You don't think they should alter depending on what media the thing you're seeing is in? No. No. I mean, it is an intermission. You got to change the DVD. Go get a drink. Right. That right. doesn't say Even. intermission. Anyway, I... Um, <laughs> I You know, I want to take it a step further. What's they, up? You just missed it. They should have a whole separate D- DVD that is oh. just says intermission for two hours. Wow. So you take out disc one, you put in disc two, thinking it's going to be the continuation of the movie and it's intermission. <laughs> you just go and let it roll. Yeah. But you go and get a drink, take a nap... Tend to your tomatoes. So the whole thing is intermission. The whole DVD two for two hours is intermission. Uh, I like that. I, I would. Went. I would put it. I would put it at the beginning of disc two, an hour long intermission. Oh, okay. And in the hour long intermission, there would periodically be like a musical cue. <laughs> that would say like we'll be back after this intermission soon and then you'll da-na-na-na. so that oh. if you were in the other room and you hear the music you're like oh I gotta run back in and then you're like oh it's just oh, you know like when you're <laughs> when you're calling and you're on hold yeah. and there's like hold music going and every now and then it stops and then you're like oh they're picking up I and it goes your call is important to us please stay worst. on the line it's the worst <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> <laughs> it's like hello Ah, psych. This is just a recording. I mean, they should at least have some fun with it. Do stuff like that. Right? <laughs> hello? Huh. hello, this is United Airlines. You're still on hold. Please continue holding. And we'll get, they change the voice there. <laughs> <laughs> or you're on hold for United Airlines, and then suddenly it's like, Moda Healthcare. You know, oh, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, am I? You busted. We're, we're just kidding. <laughs> but your health is no joke, is no laughing matter. Oh, it's so an advertisement. stay on the line. <laughs> oh, no, it gets you to the phone. It says, uh, hello, uh, United Airlines. And you go running the phone. Oh, hi, yeah. United Airlines, where we're sponsoring today, Moda Healthcare Plans. Are you, you know, and it's not a person. It's just yeah, it's like, a please yeah. press five now or continue to hold and we'll get to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who is the real Andy Robinson question? If you're on hold and it's one of those things where they say you can stay on hold or 
press the seven and we will call you back once the thing is once the you oh, know no brainer absolutely do that you do it absolutely i don't want to be glued to some speakerphone i don't trust it really i, I feel like, like they always call you back i feel like i've had times where i've done it and they've not and called, they've not called they've you not back really back. no i always so, do it all there's right there's nothing worse than being on always oh, well no the only thing worse is is when you do it and then they don't call back that's worse. no that is that's that's not worse. Why? Even if they don't call you back, which hasn't happened to me. I'm surprised more companies don't do this, don't have this service and call you back because we were just talking about this the other day. Because to them, on their end, it's the same thing. They have a queue of people and they either pick it up or they they call you. I'm guessing it's uh, it's it must be like a technological thing where if you want to pay for the thing that yeah. is going to call people back... It's you need like a bigger operation than just a receptionist uh, at, a, at a desk. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah. But I would rather risk not getting called back than the frustration of waiting there, listening to music, and the person come back. It's for potentially hours. It's a lose. It's they're lose 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 scenario. Let's put it that <laughs> way. So it's just your matter of your, your which poison you like. So uh, I do like the idea of adding advertisements in there. <laughs> <laughs> That would drive people bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's know, the real Andy Robinson. All right, all right. <laughs> what else you got? Well, I intermission. Have some, I have some factoids about intermissions. Okay, uh, they used to be not uncommon, mm-hmm. but uh, it seems like the intermission was mostly a matter of films in the late fifties and sixties, like your big epics. Where they were like a long film and they needed... Because don't forget mm. also people used to be able to... Uh, a lot more people smoked back then. Yeah. So it's easy to see why movies would have an intermission if they're long. Because people would be like, oh, I'm starting to Jones for a cigarette. Mm. i got to go out there and have a cigarette. Yeah. And go to the bathroom or whatever. But um, nowadays movies are still long and they don't do intermissions. Yeah. So here yeah. are 10 movies that have intermissions and their running times. Okay. Do you want me to start with the longest Mo- one with an intermission or the shortest one with an intermission? And these are new movies or just movies across history? All movies throughout film history okay. that I've had an intermission. Let's start with the shortest movies. The shortest one, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Intermission. Which is only clocks in at an hour and 31 minutes. Whoa. And it has an intermission. Admittedly, the intermission is literally just like a 20-second title card. Yeah. So it's funny to picture that happening in the movie theater and people get up like they're going to start going and then suddenly the thing <laughs> just ends right there. So it's great. Uh, after that, we start getting into the more bloated epics. Uh, those magnificent men and you can tell me if you've seen any of these also. Yeah. Okay. Those magnificent men and their flying machines. Never you, heard of it. Two hours and 18 minutes. Huh. Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. Oh, that's the name of the next one. Yeah, that's the next oh, movie. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was a clue you know, no. about the next one. Two, two, did you see that one? I don't think so, no. 226. Huh. How the West was won. I don't think I saw that. Oh. I don't remember if I saw it. I confuse it with those other, the other yeah. spaghetti westerns. Yeah, no. 244. El Cid, three hours and two minutes. Whoa, never saw that one. Fall What's that of, about? Uh, You know, I don't know. Conquistadors, maybe? Huh, Okay. All right. Fall of the Roman Empire, three hours and eight minutes. Mm. Spartacus, okay. three hours and 17 minutes. Did you ever see Spartacus? I don't think so. I never did either. 
Ben Hur. See, now we're getting into all the sandal, the sandal yeah. epics. Three hours and thirty-two minutes. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time in America. Mm, you and I saw that. I don't. I never saw it. Did we? Did? I never saw it. Oh, I'm thinking of Once Upon a Time in the West. Yes, that's that the one you and I yeah. saw. Once Upon a Time in America. America. Is oh, the that's one with Robert De Niro. And oh yeah, yeah. James yeah. Woods. I liked it. I thought it was good. I've heard good things about it. Apparently, it has. I remember looking on Wikipedia and it, it's saying it had there are dozens. One of those movies that's been cut so many different times, like Blade Runner. Yeah. And who's the director again? The Ridley Scott. No, no, director of Once Upon a Time in America. Uh, he Enri- did the Enrico. classic three spaghetti westerns. Yeah. Speaking of spaghetti westerns. It's totally... Anyway. Good, bad, and ugly. Yeah. For a few dollars more. Yeah. Uh, yeah he he lost his oh my mind. Gosh, I can't. Totally the, bl- anyway, everyone listening yeah, at home knows I who know, it is. Yeah. So they they don't want, it'll come to us. They don't want to listen to us go... Oh, <laughs> uh, uh. So... And uh, so... Infamously, the studio cut it up and into a terrible way. Like some things don't make sense. I think that's what's I think always, you can see the original. I think that's what stopped me from seeing it. Is I'm never sure if it's the one, if it's <laughs> yeah. the official director's cut one, or mm-hmm. if it's like one of the butchered ones. Yeah. So, um, but it's worth seeing. Yeah, I okay. think so. Yeah, James Woods is in it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, what else you got? Gettysburg, four hours and oh, thirty-one minutes. Whoa. Never seen Gettysburg. I don't think I've seen Gettysburg. Yeah, both, you and I are both have had our yeah. Civil War buff, you know, periods. Kind of strange. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, that was it? That was the number one? Those, that, the was the, that was movie the longest with, movie with an intermission. With an intermission. Wow. Uh, released theatrically. Yeah. Uh, you have anything else? I have some more. I have some information on Candy. Candy. intermission so we're going to stop and get some oh, candy yeah, that's and right. because it's the intermission we can talk about stuff besides the godfather that's picture true. we're out in the lobby eating our candy okay so do you want to hear about candy or do you want to hear my general um let's hear about candy because we're in line about to okay about to get candy whom do you what nation do you think concern consumes the most candy per capita not total per capita germany you're 100% right. Wow. Germans consume 28.7 pounds of candy per person Whoa, per year. Oh, pounds. 28 pounds. That sounds like a lot. It is something like a Mucho lot. Mucho candy. Mucho it, it, candy. <laughs> I uh, like that. In fact, of the candy consumption, the top 10, nine of them are European countries. Uh, yeah. Australia is the only one that does not, in a, it's not European and uh, they consume 19.8 pounds of candy. Wow. America doesn't even make the cut. Whoa. Which really surprised ah, me. Really surprised. I guess the Europeans really have sweet teeth. Yeah. You never hear that. You always hear sweet it. teeth. Because <laughs> you never hear it referred to yeah, in plural. Because <laughs> like, they have sweet teeth. Uh, in terms of volume, America is number one. I guess because oh, overall our, volume. Yeah, because yeah. our population is bigger. Yeah. Americans consume 5.4 million pounds of candy. Mm, delicious. Delicious. Uh, China is next, 4.6 million pounds. <laughs> Germany, 2.3 million pounds. Do you fun. like candy? It's not my suite of choice. Yeah. I mean, there's certain can- certain candies I like, but if it's if you're giving me all the range of sweet things, yeah. candy wouldn't be in my would yeah. not be my category. I like yeah. prefer baked goods to candy. Yeah, I think I do too. So candy is good though. A Snickers bar. 
I'm it's not quicks. saying there's not time a candy yeah. doesn't hit the spot. There are times where it definitely hits Reese's the spot. Reese's peanut butter cups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Candy's good. Uh, those are all chocolate ones I noticed. Too. Yeah. So I don't like fruit. I don't like like sour or fruity candies, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I never liked those. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. Keep it, Six, keep it in Germany. What's a percentage of candy in America is consumed by adults? By adults? Uh, yeah. 3%. 3%? Yeah. You're off by a little bit. Okay. 65% of oh, candy. Oh, sorry. I was thinking out of 10. So 30%. 30%. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're still. So, so it's well, still some adults eat more candy than 65% kids. 65% of the candy is. I can serve many more adults. That makes more sense. And you figure kids really only get uh, unlimited access to candy at Halloween and maybe a little bit at Easter, whereas adults yeah. are free to buy candy anytime That's they true. want. Yeah. So. yeah. Despite this, less than 2% of the American. Less than 2% of the calories Americans consume comes from candy. Oh, okay. So it's, it's not quite as bad as it sounds. Yeah, yeah. So we're... <laughs> and of the candy bars that are around today, mm-hmm. 60% of them are 50 years or older, the brands. What percent? 60%. So more than half of the candy around now was here... More at than least fifty, 50 at years, least 50 years ago. ago. Oh, interesting. Which I guess makes sense. I mean, fifty yeah. years ago was only. What do you know? What the oldest candy still in circulation is? It's gonna be one we never heard of. You know, <laughs> but it's but either it's gonna be that, or it's gonna be like the generic Hershey bar. Oh yeah, like something that's oh, just yeah, kind of like Hershey a, bar. Yeah, yeah. That would be my guess. What about Mike and Ike? <laughs> I don't know. And there's so many <laughs> payday. Yeah. Payday? Is Payday? That sounds like an old name for a candy bar. Who would name a candy bar Payday now? Mm, I don't know. Because it's all direct deposit now anyway. (laughs) That's even a better name for a candy. Oh, so you're saying, I thought you were saying because the name sounds old, like it would have been in the... Created a long time ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Payday. No one would name a candy in the last century Payday. (laughs) What about like the fifty Twix. grand bar, hundred grand bar? Or is it a hundred grand now? It was always the hundred. Oh, it used, go, to be, it used to be called the hundred thousand dollar bar. Yeah. Well, Andy, I'm afraid it's time for our intermission. That's right. We need a little break from this, don't we? And while we're taking that break, the listener should go to godfatherminute.com slash support. So you'll get to hear the other side of the intermission. Here are other things we talked about. We rate the minute. We, uh, come up with some great conversation topics that's right and i think it's just a buck a show